Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, a guy who knows a thing or three about quarterbacking. He is a pro football Hall of Famer. You see him on NFL Network, hear him occasionally on Westwood One as well. Kurt Warner is with Gresh and Fourier here on WEEI. Kurt, uh, good morning, I think, where you are. How are you? It is the morning. <laughs> well, how early is it though? Really? Oh uh, no. yeah. Well, you NFLers, uh, it's, it's you, not that early. Yeah, not that early. And and you NFLers get up early anyway. I think it's just ingrained that after so many years in the league, it's all. I almost think like for some of you guys, like Christian, it's like an automatic alarm that kind of wakes you up because there's the fear of oh my god, am I late to a meeting or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I still do get up early. I, I thought that was more seven kids than it was uh, the fact that I played in the NFL for a while. But uh, I still like to get up and get my workout in early, and then uh, and then the rest of the day and, and everything else can start. So, got my workout in, and I'm ready to go. Look at that! See, something we have in common already. He's got seven. I got seven. How about that? <laughs> oh, I oh look it, at that! It couldn't be the workout oh, thing. Kindred spirits. <laughs> you know, before, hey, Kurt. Before we get into these quarterbacks and the combine and all that stuff and evaluating them, we've been, you know, Gresh and I have been going back and forth about uh, these uh, the the player grades that were just released. You know, and I'm curious, how important was the family aspect of uh, from the teams that you were on? Like, how important was what the teams and the organizations provided you to make it easier for you to play? I mean, it was important, but it wasn't that important. Um, you know, the fact that you can still go to your job and you can still – um, you do what you need to do. Um, you know, I was in some places that, that needed some big-time upgrades, without a doubt. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I wonder if that even brought us together closer as a team as we, uh, you know, grumbled in the locker room about the food that we had or, or the amenities. Uh, I remember when we went to the Super Bowl in, in 08 from Arizona, and we went down to, to Tampa's new facility, and we were all kind of in awe, like, what, what are you talking about? Why, why can't we have some of this stuff? But, um, you know, I think the bottom line is you, is you learn to, to manage with what you have. Um, you always look and want upgrades, and you want to, you know, them to make it easier and, and, you know, different things. I remember, you know, just the first time we got like a TV and, and sound system in the locker room and what that did for, you know, guys to be able – Edger and James was kind of our guy that would, would run the music. But, you know, put the music in the locker room and what that did for – all of us just kind of, you know, having fun and, and being able to, to or wanting to be in the locker room together and, and guys gravitating from their different positions, you know, over to where the radio was. Cause you know, when you're in the league, you know, a lot of times as well, DBs are over here and offensive linemen over there and quarterbacks over here. Uh, always nice when you can have those moments to bring everybody together. So, you know, I think there is some importance and some, and some really good things that can come from all of that. I mean, the nutrition, obviously, is a huge piece now that wasn't really a part of it when I was playing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mean, you know, with Arizona, as they were upgrading all of that stuff, we, we still went to the Super Bowls, you know, so you can still be successful and find ways to be successful. But I mean, everybody likes to have the best of everything. You know, I always find it interesting with, you know, these grading systems is like, you know, for me, it, you know, for grading, you know, ownership or, or facilities, I've only been to a, a couple, you know, it's not like, you know, I, I know all 32 owners well enough to, to grade them. So I'm always interesting when always interested when they, you know, have this guy's ranked 32. I mean, how many people know all of these owners to be able to grade all of these things 
where they're at. How do they determine that? But, but oh, well, I mean, it's, you, you deal with what you have to deal with, and everybody always wants a little bit more. The legend Kurt Warner with Gresh and Fourier. And, Kurt, I'm curious where you land on evaluating quarterbacks coming into the NFL. Clearly the Patriots are at the number three pick. There are three quarterbacks that are rumored to be top three, top five picks. But when you flip on the tape or you get to talk to one of these kids, what is it, Kurt Warner, that you're trying to figure out to know whether they can be really successful in the NFL? Uh, the bottom line for me is I just want to know how quickly they can process information because at the end of the day, I believe that's what it's all about is that, you know, no matter how talented you are, can you see it? Can you process it? And can you make the proper decision in doing that? Because what we know is that it takes, you know, you get four or five seconds is all you get to process all the information that the NFL is going to throw at you and with the, you know, the best athletes in the world. And so, that's what I want to know. I mean, it can look a lot of different ways in how you process and what you do with it. But I got to know that you can process it. And that, to me, is, is why I'm not a big draft guy. Um, you know, I, I cover it, and I do my job, and I, and I try to do the best that I can. But what I realize is every one of these guys has to be better in the NFL. Like, nobody's going to be able to stand pat with what we see on film in college and be great at the NFL level. It just, it's not going to happen. You know, those guys are rare that are just so good at the college level that they don't have to get any better and can be great at the NFL level. Most guys have to improve. And so not only are we trying to project who they are, what they can do, watch the film, different offenses, all that stuff, but then we're also trying to project, okay, who's got the ability to move forward, you know, and, and so I can use my example, right? I played one year in college. There's no way I was the same player in college that when I got to the NFL, you know, really in 99 and made my run, I was a completely different player. How about Tom Brady? Tom Brady was a good college quarterback, not a great college quarterback, and he just continued to ascend and get better and better and better to become one of the greats. And then we've got plenty of guys on the other side that were great college players, and they couldn't make the jump, and they never got any better, and they disappeared in the NFL. And so that, to me, is why this is so hard. Is It's not apples to apples in what we're looking at, but then the bottom line is who's got the ability to get better, right? Who's got the ability to improve incrementally every year to improve their craft and to do it against the best in the world? And that's a complete unknown for anybody, no matter what anybody tells you. I knew that guy no, you didn't know that because none of us know how these guys are going to move forward and, and what, you know, we use that word ceiling all the time. We never really know what a guy's ceiling is until they get to it. Once they get to it and we go, oh, gosh, okay, that's where it was. Uh, you know, and some guys, as again, Tom Brady's, I think, a great example. It seemed like he got better every single year of his career. And you're just sitting there going, hey, guys, the guy's 45. How's he keep getting better? But that ceiling, he just continued to push the envelope, and not everybody has the ability to do that. Uh, I think that's great. I was just uh, referencing, looking at one of your tweets, and it's funny. Uh, this is why I wanted to talk to you because in the end, you said you said you're not a draft guy because uh, you have no confidence that you can know with the QB position. And I agree with you. And there's an aspect of luck that is is involved in that. And with that, Kurt, I am curious because uh, you 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 have watched some film with some of these guys. If you are picking, um, what is more important for you? The, the the actual what these guys show on tape are what you see when you see them run, jump, and sprint at the combine. <laughs> I, 
Obviously. Obviously, it's the tape. But I will tell you, the combine to me would be as much about the interviews as it would be about anything else. Is like I want to be able to take the tape, and then I want to be able to take the player and go, tell me what you were seeing. Tell me what you were thinking. Give me the process here on this play so they, I can connect the two. That's what I don't get the opportunity to do. I get to watch the film. I don't get to connect the mental to the physical. So that would be the biggest thing. But, you know, I'm doing a little piece for, for NFL Plus um, just about the combine because I know a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, why do we guys even go to the combine? What does the combine do for us? I tell you what, what, I, what I watch when I watch at, at quarterbacks at the combine is I want to see how they throw different footballs. I want to see if they've got the ability to understand how to make the different throws. So that's technique, you know, what their footwork looks like, because that to me translates. A lot of these guys, they're forced to go under center for the first time and they look so awkward and they struggle. And so that kind of lets me know, okay, where's the, where is he at in the process? If I want to be a guy that goes under center, if I want to be an offense that goes under center, I want to see how quickly they get the ball out. I want to see their ability to throw with touch. Like when we show the, throw these go routes in the combine, you got guys that try to throw it 65 yards. And I just shake my head because it's like, I don't care. You're not, don't throw it 65 yards in a game. I want you to throw it 45 yards with touch early so your guy can go adjust and make the catch, and you're not throwing it 10 yards over his head just because you have a cannon arm. So I look at things like that, like the fluidity of how they, that they play and the fluidity of how they throw the football. Do, can they put touch on it? Can they have timing? So those are things that I do glean from, uh, from the combine. You know, I, I go back a number of years ago because I remember when I first started covering it. And Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins were at the Combine that year, okay? Neither of them were necessarily the most highly touted guys. But I left the Combine going, those, watch those two guys. Those two guys just understood how to play and throw the football. And, you know, so I just kind of mark it in my mind. I don't go tell anybody because I have no idea really, does that really correlate? How does it correlate even though I think it does? And then I look back here 10 years later and go, there you go. Those two guys are guys that I never see throw the ball 100 miles an hour. They understand how to throw and how to play the position, and it's gone a long way for both of them to have really, really good careers. So those are the kind of things I look at the combine, even though, to your point, film is always going to be more important. Sitting down in an interview room is always going to be more important than how fast they run a 40 or or how well they throw against air. But I think there are things that you can pull from it if you're looking at the right things. So we're talking to Kurt Warner. And, Kurt, uh, last one for me um, with that, with everything you just said. So you've watched – have you watched the top three guys? Have you watched Williams, May, and Daniels yet? Yeah, Yeah, I've watched the top six, basically, yeah. Okay, so out of – most people's sport. Okay, so can you rank them or can you tell me – are we all mm-hmm. is it true that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback? Do you see something different in Drake May that we maybe, you know, the average person couldn't recognize? Are we are we are we not giving JJ McCarthy enough credit? Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think Caleb is the best quarterback, you know, because I think he has the traits, the really special traits, um, and playmaking ability and kind of feel for the game that very few guys have. Um, you know, his tape is kind of tough because some of their offenses, some of the games I watch, I'm like, oh, I hate this offense. Doesn't give him a <laughs> chance to process. But I've watched some other games where I go, okay, here's a game that gives me more of an idea. I think when you see a guy do it at his level for, you know, two-plus years, um, you know, I think you can put all that together and, and say he's the best, you know, prospect to come into the NFL 
um, you know, of this class. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, you put McCarthy in there. I think a lot of people have Jaden Daniels in there along with Drake May. Um, and so, you know, the thing with McCarthy that's really tough for me is, yeah, it was more of a pro-style offense. They asked him to do, you know, maybe a, a few more things than other guys might do from a, a pro perspective. But he never had to carry the team. You know, he was a guy that would throw the ball 22, 23 times a game. You know, the pressure wasn't on him to have to throw and make plays and, and, and continually carry the team. And so that's always a hard one for me, um, you know, to look at a guy like that and, and automatically put him up there because we never saw that. Like, I want to see him in a couple games where it was like, we have to throw to win. You know, we, we've got to win with our quarterback if I'm going to take a guy as a franchise guy. Um, you know, although there's some things to like there. Um, and then, you know, to me, you know, the other two guys are very interesting. You know, Jaden Daniels, uh, his, all the physical ability to, to run around, um, you know, his ability and the way he played last year was so good. Um, you know, I just watched the Ole Miss game last night, and it was some really good stuff from a processing standpoint. So uh, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing there. Drake May is interesting because he's big, he's strong, he's got the big arm, uh, but there's a level of inconsistency uh, with him throwing the football, and that always worries me. And, you know, I always use the comparison, though, to, to Patrick Mahomes. It was like Patrick Mahomes in college, if you watched him, you know, the technique was kind of loose and all over the place. He would do certain things that you're like, oh, my gosh, you can't do that in the NFL. And it wasn't until he got to the NFL where I think he kind of settled in and we got to see his entire skill set and, you know, his game elevated from where he was in college. And so, you know, with Drake May, that there's some things there that, that concern me just from a consistency standpoint, you know, is his technique in the pocket. Yes, stuff that can be cleaned up, but to me it's hard to really lift a guy that, you know, and it's been just about every tape I've watched where he just misses what I call layups. Like, throws in front of him, and he just he wildly misses those throws, you know, four, five, six times in a game. And that concerns me. Yes, it can be something that can easily be cleaned up. It can be a confidence or a comfort thing. Um, but that concerns me a little bit um, just when you're watching it on tape over and over again. It's like, okay, why, why is he missing as many layups as he's missing? Because I believe that's where, you know, day one, and to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's where it has to start is you have to make the layups. You have to make the simple reads. You've got to make the simple throws. And if you can't do that, it's always going to put your team behind the eight ball. Great stuff from uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, who knows just a little bit about playing the quarterback position in the NFL. Great breakdown, Kurt. Thanks for the time. We really appreciate it and uh, would love to circle back down the road. Sounds great. Let's do it. Take All care, right, buddy. guys. Thanks, Kurt. Kurt, thank you. There goes the legend, Kurt Warner. That was some breakdown. Wow.